0: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi everyone, it's Eileen. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. Today I have a super special guest on the show. I am stoked. Her name is Sarah Digi, and if you don't know who she is, check out her YouTube channel right now. So, Sarah Digi is a filmmaker and online personality from New York City. She creates inspiring video content for her self-titled YouTube channel, which now has over 170,000 subscribers. Sarah's passion for the creative community in inst- Inspires her to create travel vlogs, photo and video tutorials, documentary shorts like Creative Spaces TV, and interview series that aim to explain the where and how behind creative life. When she's not drinking LaCroix or making YouTube videos, she's most likely watching YouTube videos just like yeah. me. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. And I, like I was saying earlier, I learned so much from you in terms of like editing, color grading, like just thank you for sharing what you do. Of course. Like adjustment layers. Yes, it's life-changing. Life. Life-changing, It changed right? my
1: life. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It's, it's so fun because, you know, I love to do entertaining stuff like vlogs and things, but it's always so cool to share what other people have taught me. Um,
0: And YouTube is such a good tool for that. So that means so much that it's helped you. Yeah. No, seriously, anyone out there who's into video editing, check out Sarah Dietschy's channel because all a lot of knowledge there. Okay, so I want to ask you, what got you into filmmaking? You know, where does all this knowledge and background come from?
1: Yeah, so it starts with embarrassing middle school and high school projects. (laughs) So I was always a person, whenever the teacher presented the class with a project, you know, maybe it was specifically to make a video or to write a report, I would always aim it towards, how about I make a video? And specifically, I made a fair amount of rap music videos. So like educational rap music videos. (laughs) So there's still one out there on the internet that actually has so many views, it's so embarrassing. But it's basically me uh, rapping. Um, to, to a song that we rewrote it's called the law of supply and demand and so basically we made this <laughs> this rap song um, and we we taught about economics and uh, you know there would always be a video attached to that so I really learned how to edit through just school projects and it was just so fun so I really didn't get into filming until after high school I never had like my own camera equipment I used my dad's canon t3i so yeah it all started with kind of in school and just fearing out creative outlets within the public school system sometimes it was hard but um you know all my teachers were super rad and were always like heck yeah do it, and so yeah, that was always extremely fun, so that was kind of my way into it, and I played uh, in a band, I played electric guitar for over 10 years, and so... Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so, yeah, once I started really getting more into music in high school, uh, you know, like, we need a music video, we need a promo video for our show, so that, that, alongside of the high school
0: projects, really kind of kicked things off, and that's where I started to find my passion in video. I love that. So, did you start your YouTube channel, like, then? Like, when did YouTube come into the picture?
1: My first YouTube video ever was in 2011. I was a junior in high school, and it was about a guitar pedal. So basically, guitar pedals are just like a box that makes your guitar signal either sound fuzzy or do something special with it, and I wanted to sell it, and it was kind of a rare pedal. So I was like, this YouTube thing. I feel like if I made a video, put it on the YouTube, people would see it, and someone will buy this guitar pedal. And so I did that and it was the first time that I realized, wow, this internet thing, there's actually people out there because it automatically got 3000 hits and I was mm. I was so just blown away by that. I was like, okay, I put this in a Craigslist ad and people from the internet are already finding it organically through YouTube. What is this about? Yeah. And so that was kind of my first exposure to this world of online video and the fact that there's these people on the other side of the screen searching out your content, finding it. And so that was my first YouTube video ever um, was just that. And I I made some other stuff more centered around music. So really it all started with music, and that's how I really fell in love with video, um, maybe over photography or something, just because you're putting images to music a lot of the time. And so I think that's where I get also more of my video editing style is it's very around music and kind of editing to music. So it's been a huge part of my life.
0: I love that. It's funny, because I didn't know that. But I, I didn't tell you. But actually, I started YouTube in high school from music as well. Like I was singing, playing piano, doing cover songs and stuff. But that was longer ago. I feel like everyone, know I feel like everyone has this past but, of having all yeah. these cover
1: music videos somewhere on the internet, <laughs> right? you know?
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. And it really like taught a lot of people about video and editing and stuff. That's amazing. So, yeah, you have Creative Spaces TV, which is super cool on your channel. Can you talk about what made you start that series?
1: Creative Spaces TV started out of something that I wanted to watch. So, I remember loving MTV Cribs. I would always watch MTV Cribs. Mm -hmm. But while watching, I was like, I don't care what's in their refrigerator. Like, I want to see what is on their desk, what are they shooting these things Mm. with, how do they make the music they make if they're musicians, how do they film what they film. So I was definitely just interested in the spaces, the offices, the tools that creators use to create. And I didn't really see anything out there, and during that time was also, I watched this video, it was on Gizmodo, it was a three-part series of a dude by the name of Casey Neistat, he only had about 150,000 subscribers on YouTube at the time, and I was watching this Gizmodo studio tour. And I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, wait, are there more of these? I want to know more of this. You know, I want to know how creators create. And so it kind of came out of those two things, like MTV Cribs and seeing that studio tour of a person who would later actually have a lot of influence in my (laughs) video career. Um, And I was like, wow, if no one's making this, why don't I? And I was really looking for a project that would give me more credibility because I was making travel vlogs and things, but I was always very interested in documenting documentary filmmaking, but I never had a project that could really prove that I could do it. And so I saw it as an opportunity to, one, meet amazing creative people, and two, just to have this, this series that can, you know, use as a case to maybe get jobs in video or could just be a good example of like, look, I can do this. Then I can use season one as, you know, something to show bigger and better creative people that I can get for the next season and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, I just started it and I saw it as a way, you know, at the time I probably only had a thousand, two thousand subscribers when I first started Creative Space TV. And I really needed ways to reach beyond my audience and making something and providing value to someone else. Uh, you know, the, these people who I was interviewing, they had tons of friends and maybe a little bit of a social following and, you know, their their family got hyped on the video I made for them. So it was making something for someone and really connecting to their spheres of influence. And with every video I yeah. made, it was just expanding my circle just a little bit more. And, you know, looking back, it did so many epic things for me now in hindsight, but it made me a better filmmaker. It made me a better interneter, and it made me just a better like human. I met so many awesome people.
0: <laughs> no, there's so many like good points that I want to pull out of this because one, I think you're so smart to do that because yes, it did like build your credibility because I like many people found your channel through that. How did Casey Neistat vlog? Exactly. But it was really like the Creative Spaces TV where I'm like, whoa, like this girl knows yeah. what she's doing. It looks professional mm-hmm. and. And I don't know, it's just a smart thing for you to do. So, like, other creatives out there, take note and do something like this. Not the same idea, yeah. but, like, create stuff where you can expand your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you said, yeah, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
1: and something that, you know, really stuck with me, what Casey himself said in the video, after he saw the video I made about him, was, you know, he was like, this how did Casey and I start a blog? It's funny, it's good, but you know, the backlog of content that she already has on her channel is quality. Um and so it's not only I think You know, if you're doing anything in the social sphere, it's one, yes, like think about what is the type of content that's going to put you in front of new faces and new people. But then at the same time, you have to make sure that you're making the content that you really care about and that's going to keep your Mm -hmm. audience. Because yes, you might make a viral something, but if you don't have anything on your channel or your Instagram or whatever that's not going to keep the people there, then that's pointless.
0: That's such a good tip. Because everyone's trying to just make viral content, but you have to make good content too, stuff that you want to watch. Totally. Yeah, so for people out there who don't know, like Sarah made a viral, super viral video, how to Casey Neistat, a vlog that Casey Neistat saw and talked about, and so it just blew up, right? Yeah, yeah, it has like 1.5 million views. Yeah, so how how was it to meet him, by the way? I saw that you like met him. Yeah,
1: yeah, amazing. You know, that kind of just started a relationship with him. Very just, you know, maybe back and forth a little bit on Twitter, and then we started going to the same conferences and stuff, and you know, we're able to develop a relationship you know off of the internet like actually in real life um, and you know it's so cool to someone who's just one of your heroes to be able to casually like call them your friend. you know that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah um, and he's yeah he's just killing it on all accounts at all times so it's you know still to this day it's just crazy that to have just one of those people that you really look up
0: to to say
1: just amazing words and like validate your work that's it's just you know it's amazing
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I'm curious, have you learned anything from him? Like, what's one thing you can share? Yeah, oh. That Maybe it was something, yeah, that surprised you or Mm -hmm. whatever. Man,
1: yeah, let's see. It's not surprising, but something that I think just really hits home with everything he does, and it's, you know, an awesome message that he spreads with every single vlog he makes, is just you know, if you want to get to point B, if you have that goal in your head, if you wherever you need to go in life, what's in between point A and point B? It's the work. It's the work. And I think he does such a great job of through all of the content he makes to, you know, he makes it fun, but he also shows that and meeting him in real life and just having conversations with him. It's, you know, he's not just, all talk. He lives it. He
0: breathes it. And it's insanely inspiring. That's so cool. So it's about the work, the actual Mm -hmm. work you put in. So you upload quite frequently. I think you upload daily, right? Yes.
1: So I upload every weekday. So five uploads a week, Monday through Friday. I try to hit that 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's more it's more of like for me, so I don't
0: wait until midnight to post it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, five five days a week. I'm curious, how do you balance that? What's your schedule like? And are you do you feel like you're always chasing that like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. time like you're stressed out mm-hmm. before like 7 p.m.? Yes.
1: Yes. So I am a very <laughs>
0: last minute person.
1: And so it's funny you're asking me this because this week is the first week that I actually took time on the weekend. I filmed a little a little bit ahead because Pretty much ever since high school, college, I was the same with schoolwork. I was always a very last minute worker. But because of that, that's why I kind of wanted to push my limits a little bit more with five uploads instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday that I was doing previously. Because Mm -hmm. I find when I just fill all of my time or most of my time with work, that really pushes out the time that I would to procrastinate. So maybe I I found that it doesn't change a lot from Uploading more videos because now just that time that maybe I'd be watching two Netflix shows or something, I'm just editing another video. So it's it's not necessarily, you know, I upped my work, so it's not necessarily degrading my quality of life, but it's just you know fitting mm-hmm. in more work. I feel like there's always room to maybe be less on Twitter or less on Instagram. And so yeah. the value that I'm getting That's from posting true. more and having more opportunities to see my stuff I've found is so worth it. But yeah, it's an ever evolving process. I never have things truly figured out, but I think the goal always is to be able to be ahead a little bit, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I'm working yeah, towards yeah. that slowly. <laughs>
0: No, that's good. Yeah. I think that's already like, you're doing really well already, five videos yeah. a week. Because I would run out of ideas on like what to vlog, yeah. you know, because I'm just at home. So I don't know how mm-hmm. you do it. Where, where are you based out of? I'm in LA. Oh, awesome. we need a little out. outside of LA, but West Coast. Yeah, whenever okay. you're back. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up, girl. We'll hang out. Let's take a break because I want to tell you about BetterHelp. Have you ever been interested in seeing a professional therapist? Maybe you found that counseling is too expensive, time-consuming, inconvenient, and inaccessible. Well, BetterHelp is a better way to do counseling. BetterHelp is an online website that provides easy, discreet, and affordable access to professional counseling from a licensed therapist. Now you can speak with a licensed therapist online via message, live chat, phone, or video. Lavender Lifestyle listeners get a free trial to BetterHelp. So after you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with one of their 2,000 licensed therapists in 24 hours or less. Get feedback and advice, and guidance from a professional so that you can live your best life. Go to lavendaire.com slash betterhelp to start your free trial today. The link is also in the show notes. All right, back to the podcast. Okay, so I mean, I also wrote down this question, but you might've answered it, but maybe you have something else you want to say. Like, what would you say is the most challenging part of what you do?
1: The most challenging part is probably the most rewarding part. And it is the feedback. So, it's the best thing in the world because I've been able to develop this amazing community of just like internet community of, you know, Peachy fam. They're amazing and it's a ton of creative next level human beings who are, you know, trying to achieve their dreams and who are doing it right alongside me. And so, every single day I get to have encouraging conversations with people who watch my stuff and it's amazing. But it's also the most challenging thing because it's the internet And you're not always going to have, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. And Mm so dealing with just that little bit of hate, you know, one negative comment can completely wreck 100 positive comments if you let it. And so that's something especially that, I've been having to kind of push through and it has been a big challenge recently as I'm making stuff that's growing my channel and I've kind of hit a pace where I'm growing at a good pace and my stuff is being served up and the YouTube algorithm and things. But with that comes people who maybe aren't aware of where I've come from, what my story is, what I've been doing on YouTube for the past four years. And so they kind of just get the screenshot of the video that they watched and they, you know, will leave a nasty comment or something. And as much as I deflect those things, there's still one or two that always, you know, get under your skin. And so every day it's kind of a it has to be a conscious decision of okay, you look through the comments, cool. That's a part of your job, but don't dwell on it. And it's something that's so easy. You know, you you talk to other people who maybe don't have an internet job, and the the answer is the same every time. And it's, ah, just don't focus on it, you know? Like, they don't matter. Just ignore it. Ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And that's true. Like, that is the best thing to do. But... At the same time, that is so annoying to hear because they don't mm-hmm. at all understand what it feels like. And so yeah. so, yeah, that's something definitely that is a challenge every single day. But every single time I do choose to focus on the positivity it's the best thing ever when you're in the moment right. you want to you want to hit back at people you want to kind of have these you know little hissy fits online but mm-hmm. every time that I chose to just breathe and maybe focus on a positive comment that someone has left it's the it's the hardest thing in the world but it's it truly yeah. is the best thing you can do um, but that will always be a challenge I think if you create content online if you create any type of art you will have to butt heads with those people who oftentimes don't have a clue what it's like to create because exactly. those are usually the haters. But you just gotta move on
0: because those people they don't know you. They're just browsing by. Like I can totally relate because this happens. Like if you have a video that is more popular, you just get a lot of strangers coming by on your channel, and it's just like the way I think about it is like, oh, these people they're here and they're gone. Like mm-hmm. they don't know me. I don't know them. Like whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I try to brush it off, but I it's true because some can hurt you mm-hmm. deep. You know, yeah. it it just depends on what they say. What and it's it's
1: always you know it's sometimes there's the trolls and you can just ignore it because they're trolls Mm -hmm. but then other times they really hit home on
0: things that are just like oh god wait there's yeah it's hard you know what it's I think it's the times when you feel like there's a little truth in what they say. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, am I really like that? And you question yourself. Yeah, it's the insecurities that you have to learn to work through. Mm -hmm, 100%. Okay, so let's talk about your future. I'm so excited. Like, what... Are you planning ahead for your channel, for your life? What do you want to do? Big question. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah. Where are going to take Sara Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so I
1: definitely, you know, still see myself in New York City for a, a good amount of time. And just, Mm -hmm. I love this city so much. And I'm always going to be so passionate about YouTube. And that will forever be my main source of content creation. But there's definitely things that I'm really looking forward to. One little thing is, uh, you know, I recently went to Cuba. And I came back with enough stuff to actually form a, like, my first documentary. That's going to be, like, 50 minutes, which I'm really excited about. Because, you know, I've done a lot of documentary filmmaking. But it's always been in these 15 to 20 minute, like short docu-series type things. Yeah. So I think that's a super exciting challenge for me, you know, to make something because at the beginning I was like, okay documentaries, you know, maybe like 90 minutes, but I can't even mm-hmm. sit down and watch something an hour and a half. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> challenge accepted. I'm going to make an entertaining 45 minute video. So I'm really nice. excited about that and seeing just how I can take some of my creative concepts and shows to um, different platforms. I think, you know, I don't yeah. know what that means yet, but just collaborating with the right people to really scale what I've done on my YouTube channel and so taking those concepts Mm -hmm. from Creative Spaces TV and also just kind of you know my life in New York City blogging and kind of merging those worlds and potentially making it into you know something that involves an actual people outside of me to where I can be filmed interacting with these different creators and showing you their journey showing you their Mm -hmm. space um, and do that in a way that helps me just you know, maybe gain a different audience and a bigger audience that's maybe mm-hmm. somewhere not on YouTube. So that definitely excites me and um, something that I'm pursuing full force this next year. And there's just a lot. I, I feel like every single week I'm meeting just someone so talented and new into my life mm-hmm. who's doing something creative. So just collaborations
0: ahead. Yeah, it's it's an exciting time. It's it's fun. yeah. No, that sounds super exciting. So just documentary filmmaking on a bigger level Mm -hmm. outside of YouTube, which is cool because what you're doing now, like vlogging is basically documenting your life. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's super cool. Okay. So last question is, do you have any advice for young aspiring filmmakers or vloggers out there?
1: This is something that I say so much, so it might be getting old, but it's something I so truly believe is just when in doubt, keep creating, Mm -hmm. keep creating, keep pushing through those barriers because every time that I've made a huge breakthrough in the creative space that I'm in. On the other, like, directly on the other side of that was just chaos utter chaos like (laughs) so many reasons that I shouldn't be making that video like so many reasons I shouldn't be going to this networking party or something so many reasons to not meet with that person but once I do and once I actually like put in the work and recognize what my priorities are and just go full steam ahead once you're on the other side and you like see the results of you just putting your head down and working it is so so worth it if you do anything you know you can be creative with any job and oftentimes you're going to have doubts like you you're going to have doubts about your own talent you're going to have doubts that come from other people's opinions on your work and the goal is to just not to dwell on it but to just keep pressing on like do not bail before that breakthrough because it is it can be right. so close and you don't even know it until you hit it and then once you're on the other side you're like oh wow I'm so glad mm-hmm. that happened I mean the video that changed my life that we talked about earlier how to case nice set a vlog I was so insecure about that video I almost didn't post it wow. because of really? what I thought I looked like on like the intro wow. of that video and I'm so glad I posted it. Obviously, you know. Me too. And, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's just, yeah, it's a little, you know, little insecurities, little just challenges that you have to kind of take one one mm-hmm. step at a time and just keep moving forward. Like you just got to keep right. pressing on because it's the only thing you can do.
0: Create, create, and put your work out there, even if mm-hmm. it's not perfect, right? Even if exactly. you don't feel great about you it, you can't.
1: You can't wait for perfect because it's never going right. to come.
0: <laughs> what if you don't have inspiration though? Like- <laughs> no, yeah. One more See, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's
1: a good question because that's always a question I can't answer because I truly okay. think when it comes to finding what you're truly passionate in life, like that has to be such a big soul searching process on your end of things. Like if, if you're lost and you don't feel inspired and you don't think you're doing what you should be doing right now, you have like no right to complain about it if you're not out there like trying things. Mm-hmm. I, I recently said in this like interview that I did too is, it's just when you're doing something you hate, it really pushes you into what you love. So when I was in college, and the point of that is... Even if you don't have a job that you love, even if you don't have something that you absolutely love that you're doing, don't just sit around. Like, try things. Mm -hmm. Try new jobs. Try going to different events. Like, just try, try, try. And even if it's something that you're not liking, you're still doing something. You're still meeting people. You're still figuring out things that you don't like, so you don't have to, like, dwell on that anymore. When I was in college and pursuing electrical engineering, you know, it took me three years of college to figure out that is so not what I wanted to do. But at the same time, when I like hated my life doing my electrical engineering homework, I was really being pushed into video and I was figuring that out. And I was pursuing kind of these small video jobs on the side. And I was really figuring out like, wow, I actually enjoy this. This is something I can do. And I was just doing, you know, I was doing my electrical engineering homework and I was doing video edits and I was doing YouTube. So I was pursuing passion projects. I was pursuing jobs that, you know, I was working with clients. And then I was also dealing with the bureaucracy. that is college and just all of the things Mm -hmm. that was that and I wouldn't change it for the world because I learned so many unique lessons within each of those experiences that have now just like become the sum of who I am today
0: that is such great advice I agree a thousand percent you have to keep trying and doing doing and while you're taking action you figure it out you know exactly yes thank you so so much for being on the podcast I love this episode thank you for having me yeah no I loved it okay so everyone out there check out sarah dg on youtube it's spelled s-a-r-a-d-i-e-t-s-c-h-y did i spell it you right can look up, <laughs> you can look up Sarah. P- it's easier <laughs> okay oh my god that's a good one okay yeah so look up sarah peachy yeah, there you go. and you'll find her channel and check her out on instagram her instagram's beautiful where else can they find you is that yeah your-
1: i think youtube instagram and twitter those are and it's all let's with it with
0: having a terrible name like Dichi.
1: I have all of the same <laughs> handles everywhere, but yeah, definitely if you just Google Sarah Peachy,
0: Sarah Deechi, if you can spell it, you'll you'll definitely find me. I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll I'll put the links down below in the blog post, and you'll see it in this title, so obviously you'll know how to spell awesome. it. All right, thank you guys. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavendaire, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right. Love you all. Bye.